Rise, cause I'm a machine. Going off with Rad Critic and Muse. I think it's fitting how the schedule works out sometimes. In this case, another video game soundtrack review. And an album that'll give us a considerable bit more to say. Chenna has come through again, who previously requested the uh, Journey soundtrack, now requesting the Tekken Tag Tournament soundtrack, and RC, I think this is more of your field of expertise. On at least one occasion that I know of, you have uh, quoted the Tekken Tag Tournament soundtrack on this very podcast. Oh, please. I've quoted so much from Tekken, so many cutscenes. Yeah, I've had an extensive uh, relationship, one could say, with the Tekken franchise. It is like my ride-or-die favorite fucking franchise. Every time a new one comes out, I'm probably buying it just because. I am such a fucking Tekken head. I love Tekken. It's my favorite fucking shit. I could play it all day. Uh, uh, Until the Injustice franchise came along, it was like the unstoppable, oh yeah, I'm going to play this, whatever it is. It was my Madden. Like, anytime a new one comes out, I'm just going to get it, because I just kind of (laughs) do. You're the fighting guy, uh, dude. I've never... Well, I I won't say never, because I had Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo, and that's honestly... The first and last fighting game I ever had. Is that you ever played Super Smash Brothers? No. Wow. That that was like the college game for me. That was like the oh yeah, everyone plays that game when you're when you're chilling in the dorms. But like Tekken was like the oh, you know, if if you want to hang out with me like outside of everyone else, like, oh yeah, I'll school you on this shit, you know. Well see the thing is, um my line of progression for consoles was uh Nintendo the Nintendo Entertainment System, then the Super Nintendo. Then I skipped the N64 and went straight to PlayStation. And I've had nothing but PlayStation since then. So I haven't personally owned a system that has Smash on it. I have tried to play Smash before and could not get the hang of how it controlled and I just couldn't. So I'll I'll watch some people play it sometimes, but it's not for me personally. I had the N64 because that had a uh, fucking Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2. So I was playing that shit all day. I was big Pokemon head. Uh, then I had, of course, the first uh, uh, Smash Brothers game. So I was playing that heavy. Um, and then I, I got PS2. Like my sister had like the. PS2, yeah, and I'd play all games. So that's when we played Crash Team Racing, Spyro, uh, you know, and that's when I got into, well, like, I had played Tekken, like, all along, because that, that was always in those, you know, when you go to the movie theater and, you know, those little stand-up things, like, that's how I got into that shit. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then eventually I got PS2, so I, I play all my games on that one. I think I was living with someone when uh, Tekken 6 came out, and they had Xbox, and, like, I, somehow I, I got in the Tekken game, and so I would just mainly play Tekken on the Xbox for that. Wh- whichever one it was, 360 or whatever. So I was mainly playing it through there. So yesterday, as a tiniest bit of research, I watched an episode of Electric Playground, uh, which eventually turned into the show Judgment Day on G4. Uh, it was a video game review show. Uh, they also did interviews with the with the game developers and all that. No, uh, they did an interview with a game developer of Tekken Tag Tournament before the game came out. 
So all of my knowledge of that game comes from that interview. The fact that this is essentially Tekken 3, but with a kind of double dash tag type Basically. element. Well, I got to ask you, as the guy who played the game growing up, What's your fucking favorite on this album? Like, what what one were you like, oh yeah, here it comes. This is my fucking, my go-to. You you gotta give it up for the Yoshimitsu level. Fucking mm. no eyes, no ears, no nose, no head, no body, no mind, no shape, no shape. <laughs> I can't lie. That was one of my lowest rated ones. Oh, are you serious? That song is so cool. <laughs> because outside the little vocal sample, like, it just kind of bored me. Like, there really wasn't a whole lot there. Just kind of, like, very low. No, I feel like that's like the Daft Punk hit of this uh, album. If, if they were to sell it as a single, you know what I mean? It, and the little boom, 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 the little cellos going on. Oh god, how could you? How could you not feel that? Uh, this is the one that I remember. My mom uh, e- even you know took notice of this one whenever I'd play the game. Like she'd be like, "What's that? What's that uh, level with the where they're going? Uh, no eyes, no ears, no elbows, no kidneys." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop, I was the Yoshimitsu level, leave me alone. <laughs> My favorites, uh, as someone who's never heard any of these songs before. Oh yeah, I do want to know, yeah, like, because I've heard these perpetually, so I want to know, like, as someone who's just catching these, what are the ones that stuck out for you? Okay, just going on stage, because some of the other ones I gave kind of high ratings to, like the fucking character select screen. That is like burned in my brain like engraved (laughs) in my head Uh, although like these songs have a lot of like awesome you know intro stinger parts you know what i mean and uh, this one's no different like it has that that digital snare that's like really fast like you know what i mean it's just so cool there is a reason why the transition sound on this podcast is the fucking pause button from Street Fighter 2. Because the fucking soundtrack of that game is in, is just burnt into my fucking brain. So I know the fucking character select screen from Street Fighter 2 like like the fucking back of my hand. Like, this game was, like, really wonky for some reason. Oh. So, like, a lot of times when I'd choose a character, like, there would be times where it would just freeze on the stage. So, like, you have, like, 60 seconds before the time runs out and you choose your character and you try to figure it out and you choose and there would be times when it would go all the way down to the zero and that music is still playing and it's still going so i've had lots of moments of like the god damn it this is the music that keeps playing when i'm trying to give them the next (laughs) level so like there's that like i i I enjoy it because of course like you know it's base level enjoyable but there's still that like "Mm, this isn't what i want to hear though (laughs) you might as well have that track on loop on your spotify (laughs) exactly uh, uh, but yeah, what were you gonna say? CLU, I really like that disco y. Oh, yeah, the show, yeah, the I do the same movie with the those soaring fucking violins. Oh, god, yeah, I really dug that one. Yeah, that's the carousel level. Uh, they use the, the same music, I think, when you fight uh, Tiger, who's uh, Eddie's alter ego, the, the 70s looking guy. It felt like a Walmart knockoff brand Jamiroquai song. <laughs> totally! I really yes. liked that. Yeah. I you the same gloomy? <laughs> um, I like that one a lot. Um, I really liked Nina's stage. Uh, Nina... Uh, I thought that, one, that one's cool. Like, it starts oh, with man. the, you know, soft alarm, you know, that's kind of cool, but it, it felt a little generic. It doesn't stick out to me okay, okay. To some other joints. Um, and I gotta give it to Eddie's stage. 
Uh, any stage, let me see. It's got that kick-ass drum beat, and then it goes into, like... Homage, sort of. Yeah, and then it goes into, like, full-on rave mode. (laughs) Oh, man. The drum band whistle, you know, the... Absolutely. The ones I got the lowest ratings for, previously mentioned, Yashimitsu stage. Ah, come on. Horing's stage... Warang, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one's okay. Uh, when the other one was like, "I tried to run, I can keep you alive." <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Although interestingly enough, the Warang level is the one where I'm like, I can honestly imagine doing Capoeira to this beat, though. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> I I also wasn't the biggest fan of Jin's. Breadcrumb, do 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 breadcrumb, do 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 breadcrumb, do 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 rum. Yeah, I think that was the one. That was the most bass Daft Punk-like, you know, like the homework stuff where it's just like, oh, are you just looping this for seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I know they say, um, like, video game music is kind of tricky in how if it's like a Sonic or a Kirby, like a game where, like, it's kind of hard and you got to replay that first level a lot, that first song has got to be, you know, great, it's got to be catchy so you don't mind hearing it over and over and over again a fighting game though your focus is on the fighting like you're not really paying a whole lot of attention to the music and and the challenge too is like all right you know a kirby game like okay i'm gonna make something that's gonna sound sweet or saccharine something that's gonna be bright and happy like with this game they're going more for like a dingier techno grunge underground sort of sound you know like so they have to make that catchy in its own way and I like how they do do that with intro stingers a lot of the time. King's level. You know how it starts off, you kind of hear what sounds like, like the beat sounds like a helicopter kind of chopping around with the beat, you know, how it starts out, you know what I mean? And it has that open air sounding uh, feel to it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like in the stage, it actually kind of looks like that. It looks like you're on this huge platform that's really high up in the middle of these, like, you know, mountain place, you know? I was wondering, like, I was trying to rate these songs on purely a what does it sound like to me how does it hit me i can imagine though like playing it and seeing it what like that has to add like a different dimension that i was trying to like deprive myself of because i thought it might skew my rating a bit you know i tried to do the opposite i tried to uh coming into it, i tried to be like okay i know i've heard these songs a million times if i listen to this now you know, without looking at the level, does this act, does this song have character to it, you know? Because, like, these songs don't have a lot of lyrics to them. These songs are, you know, it's just mostly instrumentals with a little bit of wobbly something going on in the background. So it's like, there's not really a lot to, like, literally speak of in terms of, like, oh, this song is about this. But, like, I can still, I feel like, you know, uh, if your song, if you have consistent, like, composing quality, right, it should still feel like, even if you took the level away, ooh, there's still so much individual character to this music, you can still, like, enjoy it for that, you know? Speaking of character, I gotta talk about Ogre. Ogre's theme, to me, had the most, like, individuality, and it was most the definitely. most varied set apart from all the other ones. Yeah, the do 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 the had the creepy yeah. uh, the creepy intro, very haunting. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean the level uh works with that as well, of course. It looks like it's in this very deep, you know, uh uh, uh you know, temple, this Incan temple or oh, something like dope. that. Um uh, yeah, you hear the piano echoing, and then as it goes on, like the beat kind of switches up a little bit, like where it goes from like the really dank, creepy sounded thing to like this really driving beat with the the violins. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, that one's definitely probably yeah. I I, I think the ogre one and the Yoshimitsu one are uh, the the top of the pops and. I also really enjoy the, the the school one too, the one that has the the, the bell being remixed in there. The what I have written down it? here is it sounds like the ringtone on your phone that you set to be an alarm <laughs> because it, you know it's gonna wake your ass up because it's like just kind of obnoxious enough that you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> the symbol is different. E-er, e-er. <laughs> what was that? It's like, he keeps saying that, and then there's one part where the beat starts to, like, really kick in, and he goes, hacky, 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 hacky. I was like, what? Who's coming up with these words to put on this? I liked the, um, I have written down spy thriller style of, uh, law stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, it starts off with a mfufu. <laughs> it's like, it goes mfufu, and then you hear, turn around to slice ready on the jigs, and then, yeah, you know, it's coming through, and you, you kind of like creep down, you're trying to figure out what's going on, and then as the, as it builds up, like, the, as the chase scene starts, you hear this freaky high-pitched synth, you know, you know? It kind of had like a 2000s James Bond kind of feel, is oh, what I wrote sure. down. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and so when it drops out again, like, when it drops out and then you hear the vocal sample come in, and, the, and, and yeah, it feels like the tenseness comes back in and you're going to... It feels like you're sneaking around waiting for the next action <laughs> set piece. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, like I said, yeah, when the songs give you something that feels like an individual character, that's when I really marked it yeah. as, you know, notable. But yeah, when it just kind of feels like, oh, this is a Daft Punk song on the cutting room floor. You know, that's all <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. What did you get this overall... Um, overall, I got a three and a half. I, I'd give it a three, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like it's, like, kind of half and half whether or not you enjoy it. But if you have that specific, like, love for it, like, oh, yeah, definitely get this. Because it will still give you that, like, you know, same, you know, feeling that you get. Uh, well, check it out on Spotify. I guess that's the main place where you can get it. Because a whole bunch of Namco and video game people, they just, like, uh, just recently put a whole bunch of video game soundtracks on Spotify. So I love that. With that. Yeah, that's so fucking awesome. Like, I think uh, Capcom did the same with the Street Fighter shit. Like, mm. why not, man? Namco, though, I don't know if they've put Get the fucking... Money. I don't know if they've put the Katamari themes on there. Oh, my God, if they don't put that freaking... I, I think Rolling Star is on there, because I, uh, I, I actually... Uh, I know the guy who did the music on Twitter, anyway. Like, I don't, like, know him, know him, but, like... I, you know, he was like, oh, hey, you're the record guy, I like your videos, and I was like, oh, God, oh man, you know that's fucking... Mm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he, I, I looked up his music on Spotify, and the Rolling Star song is on there. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, that one's there, but, yeah, unfortunately... I had to buy the yeah. CDs like a scrub. But, yeah. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just that. Oh, it's... It's about that time. The, the, <laughs> the knowing what's next. I'd like to give a special <laughs> thanks to B. Angelo for requesting Scorpion by Drake. Because we reviewed views, we reviewed more life, and now we, we thought we were slick. We thought <laughs> by saying, we're not going to review Scorpion. We specifically said, we were going to do Scorpion. But that's what the requests are for. To call us on our bullshit and say, oh no, motherfucker, yes, you, you very well are. <laughs> You're not getting out that easy. So, um, I reviewed these albums separate, the discs, Ooh. because... 
it's long as shit. Yeah, and also, what, once I realized how different the second disc was, I was like, okay, fuck, hold on. Let me go back, <laughs> let mm. me re-listen to that first disc, let me rate it on its own, and then ra- uh, rate the second disc, and... Lo and behold, that first disc did end up getting a slightly higher rating than the second disc, because... I can imagine. I am not fucking with that weak-ass R&B, mopey-ass bullshit on that second disc at all. Oh, man. Man. I couldn't... I mean, look, his stuff is already so low-key and droney for the most of it. Like, I didn't... I couldn't tell what fucking... What part started with the... Oh, this isn't it. What this fucking Nelly sweatsuit album he's trying to release. Oh, "Oh, no, there's totally a difference between the... Yeah, okay. It is goddamn sweatsuit. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... The, the the song I got the highest rating for. Let me find that real quick. Okay. Because I got um, I got a couple that are, that are uh, ties. Actually, I've got whoa, I've got more three and a half than I thought. Shit. Okay. Um, the songs that got the highest ratings for me. Emotionless. Okay. Uh, ba mob ties. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can't take a joke. Okay, see, that hook was good. There's yeah. some of these were like, oh, that hook is fun, and I don't care about anything you're saying in these verses. Well, see, like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna say that as a, as a disclosure right now, I don't give a fuck what he's saying on any of these goddamn songs. <laughs> oh, come on, no, wait a minute now. He, he, he can spit, alright? Like, he's got some lyricism, he can, he can give you a little turn of phrase. Sometimes... You know? Sometimes he is weighed down so much by just the the emotional like the tough guy thing but still trying to be like I'm super emotional but still like clearly showing how he's not like a very mature person but still wanting to get the brownie emotional points you know like it's such an odd just headspace as you listen to this album you know what i mean the last two tracks on disc one also got uh fairly high ratings sandra's rose and talk up featuring jay-z also i dug that one uh, but not I... for what you would think because that jay-z <laughs> verse was trash um yeah yeah <laughs> i enjoy definitely jay-z kind of you know making some points where he's like oh you know y- y'all dudes in the streets say y'all hard but you know uh, uh, who is it? XXX got taken uh, out, but Zimmerman's still walking around in Florida. Oh, okay, uh... That fucking, y'all killed X, but let Zimmerman live. Who did that? <laughs> who else did that, where they did that whole fuck song of, you took so-and-so, when you should've took so-and-so? Oh, well, that was Jordan Lucas. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jordan, yeah, big well, fuck vibes no, on that one. Although, that's different, like, that's him talking to God and be like, God, why didn't you do this? I feel like that the way the flow works, I feel like, I mean, the way the uh, the verse kind of is structured, it's kind of like that. Like, all y'all, you know, gangsters in the streets, like, you know, we're always saying, like, motherfuckers hardcore and shit. Like, but okay, when someone does some real, like, fucked up shit, where's the code of the streets then? This was my weird uh, experience. I heard Emotionless, and I heard him throw in a couple uh, Pusha T uh, references mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> to the fucking... <laughs> Uh, you know, you are hiding a child disc. Yeah! <laughs> and I was like, oh man, oh, it was boy. after that? And then the very next song was God's Plan? I'm like, wait oh. a second. 
this album is such a... You what fu- a listen. You recorded... <laughs> this album came out... F- <laughs> In the midst of... <laughs> you, you recorded God's Plan, and you thought you fucking had it made. You knew what this album was gonna be. And then Pusha T fucked your shit up so bad <laughs> that you had to make, like, three additional songs to fucking right. mention your kid to be... Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. See? Uh, actually, I'm fine with it. Uh... <laughs> You had oh. to put that tacked on song at oh. the end of the fucking album. We'll, we'll get to that in a fucking second. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I feel like we should just go through this album. Because, <laughs> oh Line my up, lord. We're gonna knock him down. We gotta start at the fucking beginning. What, like, just because the reason why I was thinking about that is specifically because, like, yeah, Jay Z has this line where he's saying, like, oh, y'all dudes in the streets, like, people go fuck with X, but they're not fucking with, you know, George yeah. Zimmerman, that asshole. And then, like, earlier in the album, there's a line on, like, Upset where it sounds like you might be dissing XXXTentacion. Oh, so it's no. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's just like, this, this album is just such a jumble to go through. So, um, yeah, so you have survival. Survival. Decent, I thought. Yeah. Right, like it's a serviceable intro. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually like how it sets up how this is going to be. You know, going through the turmoils of, of uh, you know the life and times of Drake. You know, he brings up, he kind of alludes to the idea of like possibly suicide. Like he kind of says it, but then like oh, kind of takes it back. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is really going to be him. You know, opening up and saying something. And I also kind of like how he kind of like you know doubles back on himself at, at, for the hook and saying like, oh shit, man, I might be getting too serious too early. Like yeah. he's only the intro. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like first fucking track. I'm already ta- I'm already putting that out there. No, no, no. Hold on. Yeah, like I enjoy that. I enjoy that level of an artist willing to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want this to seem like we're just going in trying to do a hack job. You know, like oh, because it is the personality of Drake, so it's time for us to take him down. Like, but I don't feel that way on so much of this. Like so much of this, I don't want to feel like the oh, like this isn't like the limp biscuit. Oh my god, look at this talented clown and let's roll up our sleeves and and fucking hack this oh, shit no, apart. No. Absolutely not. I, I am 100% willing to give Drake credit where it's due. And on this first disc, I think there are quite a number of songs on here that are worth, you know, praising him for, at least giving him credit for. They're not trash, you know? Like, I will say, like, the first two tracks, like, I'm actually riding with it. Nonstop is pretty solid. Like, um... Where he says, uh, I get two million a pop, that's a standard for me. Like I went blind, dog, you gotta hand it to me. <laughs> like, I like how he has little slick things that he says in his flow, like like the one part where he says, uh, uh, pinky ring till I get a wedding ring. Whoa, yeah. Love my brothers, cut them in on anything. Big slice. <laughs> like, just little things. There's just like, just little fun accents to his flow. Like, that's just a fun time. And then when you get to the hook with the, you know, the 90s Mac Trace Hamlet, my head is spinning. Let's go to Jiggy. Let's make the Jiggy. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. There are some tracks where he does manage to put in a sample that fucking right. works. And oh, yeah, clicks. the producer's putting in time. And it's like, okay, yeah, that works. We'll get to it. But there are so many songs on this album where it's just, why the fuck is this here? Just like a clunky-ass thing just thrown in. We're just like, what the fuck was that? It's like, what, are you trying to be experimental? What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> I had to write down this one line from Elevate because it's not a bad track. But I, I just yeah. couldn't, I couldn't not highlight if you need me, you can call me. I stay busy making money. 
you know what is on my mind. All I think is hunteds. Oh my! God. I'm sorry. In what universe? Right. Does I... money <laughs> rhyme with hunteds? Drake. Dude, come on. As soon as I heard that line, I looked and I saw like he said, like Drake and French Montana are writing this verse. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, that sounds like fucking average ass, below average ass French Montana. <laughs> I'm getting money, yo. I got these honeys. It's like, come on, and um, yeah, just these fucking generic ass bars. I think there's only like one verse. No, the the outro rap verse was kind of cool, where it sounded like it was just Drake writing his own shit. Where it's like, oh, that sounds kind of cool, but it's a little too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, elevate was yeah not enjoyable enough. Um, no. Emotionless. Uh, was cool enough with the, the with the Mariah Carey sample. I kind of wish it had kind of just played instead of doing the cutoff thing. But you know, uh, as I listen to it, it's so like awkward in retrospect. And and this is where it kind of starts. Oh <laughs> where it's like, yeah. You know, the first thing starts like, oh man, you know, look out for Drake. No one's ever gonna be able to take me down. And then as you're listening to him clearly trying to like save face with some of these lyrics yeah. after being you know shown for a. Uh, you know, uh, hiding a child, as uh, uh, Pusha T so succinctly put it. Uh, Is this the track where he says, uh, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world, I was hiding the world from my kid. Get out of here! I wish he didn't run that fucking sample into the ground. Mm -hmm. I thought it was nice, but I I really have a pet peeve, and we talked about it on, uh, coincidentally enough, uh, Graduation, when you have a fucking mm. sample and it's vocals mm-hmm. and it runs through the verses, it's so distracting to hear two yeah. voices going at once. At the end of the song, like, they do start adding in some, like, organic, like, piano and shit. Mm. And I go, like, why didn't we have that layered throughout the song? This should have been, like, happening while the emotional part of the verse was happening. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it just felt so weird. The way he brings it up, I want to bring attention to, because it's so fucking awkward. Like, he's he's so try- like he's trying so hard to act like he's proving some sort of point. Like, he's like, uh, I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome, and all she did was post pictures for people at home, because all that mattered was impressing everyone she's known. I know another girl that's crying out for help, but her latest caption is, leave me alone. I know a girl who's happy married till she puts uh till she puts down her phone i know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown to post later and make it look like she's still on the go look at the way that we live i wasn't hiding my kid from the world i was hiding the world from my kid like get all the fucking way out of here i thought he was doing (laughs) fine on that honestly like the stuff before is that a bad point to make right but to bring it up in in conjunction with that as if to say People being uh, insecure online is the reason why I gotta I didn't hide all this from my kid. Yeah, I was like, get out of here! That is not the reason why. It, that is clearly not the reason why, dude. It, it felt like in a coming of age, fucking like teen guy movie where the guy goes to the convenience store and he's buying like, oh yeah, I'll buy this candy bar, I'll buy some breath mints, I'll buy some, you know, I'll buy this, I'll buy this, I'll buy that, I'll buy a condom. I'll buy, where you're like, trust to slip it in there and oh, hopefully they don't know. That's how it felt to me of like, oh, oh, that's where it was going. But what? Yeah, like maybe if he said something about like fucking wars, famine, like, man, or or how, you know, our government doesn't care about, you know, its citizens, you know, like, oh, man, that's the reason 
why I wouldn't want to, you know, bring a kid into this world. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. We just reviewed that Prince album. Have that in, like, Sign of the Times, where it's like, oh, man, fucking, it, it's June, by the way. This is why I don't <laughs> want to bring a kid into the world, because, oh, my God, there's AIDS, there's war. But, yeah, and he goes on to, like, from empty souls who just wake up and look to debate until you're staring at your own seed, you can never relate. Like, oh, yeah. you can... You could never understand. It's just like, come on, like get out of here. Breaking news in my life. I don't run to the blogs. Like, uh, <laughs> like, dude, we know why. Push ahead my number, and I knew it was best to shut the fuck up and let it die, which is exactly what he did. And figure, oh well, may- maybe you know, maybe by the time the album comes out, they will have forgotten, and maybe they'll be reminded by this album, and I'll seem super responsible in how I bring it up and. Breaking news on my life, I don't run to the blogs. The only ones I want to tell are the ones I can call. Mm. They always ask, why let the story run if it's false? You know, a wise man once said nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Like, he's really, like... Oh, man. <laughs> you know, like, look, I mean, when you think about it, I was actually the mature person here. Like... <laughs> God's plan doesn't hold up, by the way. No, it does not at <laughs> all. Oh, my God. Like, I think I rated this lower as I'm listening to it now than I rated it when I, like, first reviewed it. The fucking like... singles on here. I ha- I have no love for the singles on this album. <laughs> like, when I think about, like, Drake's overall legacy, because, you know, like, you've heard his songs. There are songs that come to mind where you're like, hey, even if you don't like Drake, oh, yeah, that one's a banger. Like... God's plan is so, like, gonna get lost in the shuffle. It is not of one of them at all, no. Thing. Yeah, I don't think anyone remembered this past the event of the music video of, oh, isn't it cool that he's giving all this stuff, you Fucking, know? like, Starter from the Bottom comes to mind. Yeah, like, that like, has a driving beat to it. Yeah. You know, but this one, like, there's so little happening. Like, we're just like, oh, man, there's bad things, bad things. Uh, when did you when did you want to have the sense and stuff coming? Oh, ten more seconds later. Okay, yeah, man. You know, there's. I mean, people want bad things to happen to me. I mean, you know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just takes so fucking long for the song to just like fucking do something. Bad things. <laughs> yeah, the, the way like, he fucking he'll he'll be going on a decent verse, and then you start to hear that shit kick back in of like, I make sure yeah. there's no side eat. You're like, oh man, we're back to that fucking shitty chorus again. <laughs> But and still, still, long pause. Bad things. Bad things. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of bad, bad things. things. <laughs> I do wish and wish and I'm not gonna get specific, but look, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not gonna try to, you know, put words in Drake's mouth or shortchange uh, or like downplay his life experiences. There are a bunch of songs on this album where he makes it sound like. So many fucking people are out to fucking just end his life. And I don't understand why. <laughs> when you take into account the Pusha T fiasco, uh, <laughs> it's like, well, there's one in particular. <laughs> yeah, he was all paranoid about that moment. <laughs> and then because he kept making fucking songs about it, he kept drawing attention to it, but it just happened. <laughs> it was like, you know, the universe like, if you're going to keep talking about how you're so paranoid, the fucking shoe dropped, you know? I couldn't think of a less like, offensive rapper than Drake. Aside from his, I don't know, his penchant to possibly talk to girls that might be too young for him online. Besides uh, that... We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It, oh, yeah, he even mentions that, conveniently enough. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I know the song I was starting to enjoy. There's so many times on this album where it's just like, 
No, I'm liking this. I can appreciate, you know, the artistry and the thing. And, and oh, he's keeping it this really unenjoyable sentiment about, you know, his personal life that he really wants to seem like is normal. And like, no, it's not. That's weird. Stop, please, stop. Hey, if, if we're talking about unenjoyable, we got to talk about <clears throat> I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, upset. Oh, I'm fucking upset too, Drake. She asked me how I'm doing. I'm upset. <laughs> this fucking trying to sound, wannabe SoundCloud quality oh. that he's doing where he's making the beats out all saturated and bad on purpose, you know. After, what was it? It was earlier. Um, nonstop. This tough guy Drake shit. I am not here for it, man. With these couple lines, the fucking, I go out on tour and I say I'm drinking less, end up getting loose and getting pictures from my ex, 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 SMS, triple X. That's the only time I ever shoot below the neck. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. People are saying that that's the lyric that's supposed to be a sideways diss to a uh, triple X. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he he died, like, a little after this song had oh, come out. Oh, no. And so people were weaving the conspiracies, oh, like, because of that. Eh, but that, I didn't even get that from that. I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm getting nude pics. That's all I got from that. But, like, even if you were, like, it, like it, now telling you, like, you could look at those things and be like, oh, maybe. But maybe. This, it's one of those things where like, even if that was on his mind, it's not, there's not enough content in it for it no. to mean anything. You know what there's I mean? There's no like, context there that really drives to that point. There's no direct punchline of it, no. you know? Maybe it's like a Michael Jackson song lyric writing thing where it's just like, oh, well, I'm kind of saying that it's about this, but I'm not directly saying And I'm sorry, Drake, uh, you know, direct this is only. You're supposed to say the names. I thought that was what this is all about. I thought, isn't that what he's always saying? Oh, you guys need to stop, you know, sideways saying, say it to me directly, you know? <laughs> I also got to say that I rolled my eyes really hard at the can't go 50-50 with the hoe. Drake, who the fuck are you, Drake? I'm not buying that shit at all. I believe it was, this song came out, and I felt really awkward about it. And I remember, like, I didn't even get I'm through so the I'm so glad you thing. have context for this shit, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just out, I'm just out in the weeds. I, I, I just, like, I remember, like, because it's like, Jay and Silent Bob was supposed to appear in the music video, and it's like, oh, isn't that cool? You know, they're doing what? a Degrassi. Yeah, it's like a Degrassi. Uh, the music video is supposed to be like an homage to Degrassi or something like that. It wasn't I'm Upset, was it? I believe it was this one. Was there another um, one? I thought it was the video for, um... Uh... Not Nice for What, the other one, the, uh, In My Feelings. Oh, no, no, that that was another one where they were just kind of, like, dancing, and you see people, like, hanging out oh. and stuff like that. No, okay. this one was in, like, there an was auditorium. There a music video where and... he was, like, the, yeah, like, he went to prom, and it was, like, oh, it was, like, a Degrassi reunion. That yeah, was yeah. the I'm Upset video? Yeah. That doesn't feel right. It, it doesn't yeah, feel no, it, like it that kind of video. Doesn't, doesn't... <laughs> no. It doesn't feel like it should have been that type of song. Oh, the Upset song where he's gonna bitch about how he doesn't want to pay child support. That's the one where I want to bring my Degrassi friends on. Oh my god, it is. Why? Yeah. That makes and no fucking sense. So, I'm listening to this song, and like like I said, like the first time oh. I heard it, it was like, man, this is kind of awkward, like, okay, this is talking about... And then, like, it was not even, like, a little bit after that when the whole thing came out of, you are hiding a child, and it's just like, so now I listen to these lyrics, and he's saying, like, oh, 
I'm thankful for the women that I know. Can't go 50-50 with no hope. Every month, I'm supposed to pay her bills and get her what she wants. I still got like seven years of doing what I want. Yeah. <laughs> My dad still got child support from 1991. One, one, one. And I'm uh, just like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Like, that one, is weird. He's bragging about his dad not paying child support. What? <laughs> and then later on, he's like, oh, uh, son, I can't wait till you meet my deadbeat granddad. <laughs> till you meet your deadbeat granddad who didn't want to spend a fucking dime on me. I literally immortalized that fact in song. <laughs> oh, but the the only deadbeats he knows are the beats oh, he's rapping on or whatever. Get out of here. That, Again. No. Nope. It's. <laughs> nope. You can tell there was like, there's an element of the. He didn't look this over to see if there were any awkward lyrics before he fully released this. There's so much, Drake! It's everywhere! So, yeah, in this song in particular, when you have, like, this, like, this so sounds like, no one's gonna find out about this kid. <laughs> you know, it's so things and that it's like, oh, the end on your face, bro. He could have come out with a one-disc prod uh, project that had all of those cuts removed. And it would have been fine. Everyone would right. have been, hey, a nice solid album of all these mm-hmm. songs that don't mention anything awkward. Yeah, you don't. You might not even have to think about it. Hey, maybe this could be like water off his back. But no, the fact that there's all these lyrics that just pepper this album. No. <laughs> and just make it un... Like, you can't forget about the fact that this is the album where Drake denied having a child and had to double back. You know, <laughs> but then we got Tough Guy Drake again on uh, eight out of ten, where coincidentally enough, perhaps, uh, kind of had a Kanye vibe from mm-hmm. this track, which yeah, yeah, has targeted uh, lines at Pusha again. It's one of those never a matter of could I or should I. Oh, kiss my son on the forehead, then oh, kiss your right. ass goodbye. Mm. As luck would have it, I've settled into my role as the good guy. Oh. I guess luck is on your side. Oh. I almost want to give him credit with the like, oh, because I'm not going to fuck with you up. Huh. I guess you're lucky that I'm the good guy. But again, the guy who's hiding a child. No, it doesn't work. You can't yeah. do that. It's just... <sighs> <laughs> And this it's is such the one. a frustrating listen, Drake. And this is the one where he says, the only dead beats is whatever yep. beats I've been rapping to. Am I right? Because I'm, I'm totally not a deadbeat dad, okay? Just better get that out of your mind. Like, oh my god. <laughs> you fucking saw the video? Well, not yet. A video that would come out a couple years later of, you know, me showing up and giving my son gifts on his birthday and looking like father of the year. And That's one moment of the show that made me laugh so fucking hard was I brought it up. For some reason, sounding sincere about like, hey, did you did you see that video of, of Drake and his kid? And I was saying it like, so, I, guess I guess in the that's moment, a nice thing I, to do. I thought it was kind of sweet, and you just without any emotion just go, yeah, he's supposed to do that. That's why he's a dad. <laughs> like, why why are you praising him as he's supposed to be doing that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. What does he want a cookie? Exactly. It's like, oh, fuck. You really put that into perspective. You're right. What the hell am I giving him any credit for? But yeah, um, this is a song where it felt like, like, he would do these things where he would, like, cut himself off, you know, like, Mm. hold on, hold up, but, ah, 
and it just like <laughs> it's not leading anything. There's not like a special phrase that like oh that would lead to so him cutting it off is like oh he's not yeah. finishing that phrase. So it's just kind of like but I what <laughs> you know like. Oh, and then the fucking outro with so... Oh. Okay, there's this person nope. who sounds like this old grandma or something like that saying, I don't let nobody let me yeah. get okay. back. Okay. And then I found out it was Plies. It's Plies. Who the fuck is in it? Who's in 2018 needing fucking Plies on a fucking track? It's a viral <laughs> video of Plies, I, I, I guess, making fun of this woman he was getting an argument with on Twitter. And posted that video as, like, a response that I guess was mocking her? I can't argue with you. No. You mad. Look at you. You mad. You big mad. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. Leave me alone. I'm so not bothered. I made a specific video to show to all my fans a about how I A 45-second video. <laughs> like, way longer, man. So I guess Drake is putting it on here as like a... This is how unbothered by you I am, Pusha, in one of the four or five tracks I address you indirectly <laughs> in. That I recorded specifically for this album that I'm sure was like a finished, ready to hit shelves that I had to go, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> had to step on those brakes real quick. Uh, Mob Ties is another track that like, I don't really enjoy any, or I'm paying attention to any of the tough guy shit he said, the having Mob Ties. I do like that hook, though. It's kind of adventurous, like, it's too late for all that love and dumb shit. I'm your brother shit. And all that other shit. It's too late for all that. Like, I love that sentiment of just going, like, nah, it's too late for that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, nah, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> like, I love that. And, um, but I just hate the singing on here. Like, oh. him still, like, it's specifically, yeah, I've got mob ties. But wait, I've got mob ties. <laughs> it's like, Come on, like, it's not that you can't sing, it's not that you can't bone thugs and shit, but, like, make it sound like you're not fucking crooning to uh, an audience of 16-year-old girls, you know? Like... Yeah, <laughs> about your mob ties. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it just doesn't feel like this fits, like, crooning about having mob ties, you know? It's just weird. Like, fucking, Frank Sinatra didn't croon about having uh, mob ties. Neither should you. <laughs> how do you not realize how your your soft singing is making this kind of awkward? You know what I mean? Like, like this one part where he's like, I'm not with the rah-rah, I'm a da-da, I'm into Chanel now, you're bitch in a scudder. <laughs> like, it's just like, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Can't Take a Joke is another one of those, like, yeah, I like the, like, the hook of it, you know, of him saying, like, Oh yeah, my uh, you know my I joke with my friends, but you know they can't take that joke because they know this shit is serious. Uh, you know I, I enjoyed that you know just idea, but again the the verses are just there's just nothing going on. Sandra's Rose, however, was one of those songs where it's like, oh my god, this is what he can do. This is the fucking dope ass lyricism and imagery that he can kind of bring in to you know self mythologize basically, but like it's a cool enjoyable sort of way. I mean, what rapper's gonna you know talk about themselves as being a fucking rose? You know, <laughs> with can't take a joke, I like how. And I wish he would do this more. The song is not even three minutes. It's extremely to the point. It's not overblown. 
I thought it was pretty solid. And for that, it was one of the higher rated tracks because it wasn't full of a lot of unnecessary shit. I grew up with the Rep Boys and we're crashing it and splashing it. And when I say they're crashing it, I don't mean an accident. I'm still in the studio at 6.45 and my haters either on the way to work or they arrive. And I gotta own the things I rap about just for my pride. You know, when it comes to pride, I can't put that shit aside. When I liked his flow. When Drake has a decent flow, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm here for this shit. You and that comes it, up right? a few times, but not enough. I wanted to talk about Sandra's Rose, how I liked how, you know, he's talking about his mom, and that's nice, because they don't really get a lot of that. My mother had a flower shop, but I was Sandra's Rose. Oh, that's nice. I like that. How do you follow it immediately? Two girls that I rope like Indiana Jones, I make uh. them hoes walk together like I'm Amber <laughs> Rose. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I have no problem. With the Amber Rose slut walk and the message, I'm cool with that. Right. You rose Sandra's rose with Amber Rose and in between made this bar <laughs> about your mom, about a threesome. And Drake. about how I can get two chicks at one time. <laughs> you gotta space it out, Drake. <laughs> My mom would be proud of me. <laughs> you gotta put that shit in separate verses. I'm not even fine with it in the same verse. You gotta split that up a bit. Just so many tonal problems. Uh, I did I like the, the one lyric where he says, uh, well, it's like backstabbed so many times I started walking backwards. Like Charlemagne, I see the light in the darkest patches. <laughs> I like that little mini burn on Charlemagne. Look, I'm fine with any burn on Charlemagne because right. <laughs> fuck Charlemagne. W yeah. Was it on Sandra's Rose where Drake also starts making a lot of implications that like he's like chosen by God? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone must have it out for me. I guess we hit it off really nice or something like that, you know. God's playing favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with lines like that because it's clever. And that other line, I think it might have been in the first track where Drake says <laughs> that, <laughs> that his Mount Rushmore is him with four different expressions. Because <laughs> look. I don't care how that sounds. That's really dope. And it, it paints a really funny picture right. to me. Because immediately you're seeing, like, what would his four faces be? <laughs> Crying Drake, <laughs> you know? I walked Drake. into a surprise party. Of, oh, here's me when, you know, when my fucking PlayStation crashes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, and, you know, it, it, it kind of sets you up for a more fun album. <laughs> I know! In the same song where he alludes to possibly being suicidal, he drops, like, fun shit like that. It's like, okay, cool. We're gonna get this, like, dual, like, here's a glimpse of the whole spectrum of me. You're gonna be talking about four different expressions. I expect you to talk about, hey, here's all my sides. Really don't get that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, there was one good line in Talk Up where he says, you might think I've taken some lumps, only if, but only if we talk about sums. I was like, oh, okay, that was a completely <laughs> unmemorable hook. Oh, yeah. Couldn't remember what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> like, I think it wasn't a hook at some point. It's not like you're just like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. And it's like, really? The song with Jay-Z on it is the one where you're like, oh, no one needs to remember the hook on this, right? Like, It totally does sound like a... um. And I mean literally phoned in verse from Jay. It sounds oh, yeah. like he is just laying on his couch and just recording that over a voicemail. Yeah. Like, not since 
Yeah, it was on, I think, the other Drake album, because it was supposed to be, like, Drake featuring The Throne and Kanye West had a verse, and then Jay-Z just said, like, two lines, and we were like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's like he couldn't even be fucking bothered. Yeah, that's right. This man just straight up disrespecting you. might as well just not fucking use it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, how do you not text back? At least text back and be like, Hey, uh, was there a mistake? Uh, <laughs> you know, like... Or it did, Are you sure it didn't off? cut off the second half? Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Were you just Look, expecting to make a hook or, you know... Did I, you, if you hate me, just say it. Like, if we can take it off. Like, let's not fuck around. Like, <laughs> Drake is all about the the headline. The, yeah, the fact that he's willing to still take it anyway and still be like, oh, featuring The Throne. Like, not even to say, like, uh, Jay Z to have the pretentiousness of saying I got the throne though. See that? Well, isn't it incredible how I was able to get uh, uh, one and a half verses from them? <laughs> it reminds me of talking about Kanye, the fucking Kanye and Rihanna and Paul McCartney, where oh yeah, isn't this Paul epic? Is, because yeah, he's barely there. It's like hey, but look, we got a Beatle on this cut, but- right? Isn't that supposed to mean something? Anyone remember that song? But speaking of Paul McCartney, I hate to jump around a bit. The, uh, I bought your songs, you know? Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to get, no, he's going, I'm going to get your songs. I'm going to buy your songs. And I'd say, love it. You know, I thought it was a joke. Anyway, he ended up doing that. This is what I'm talking about, where Drake mm. just likes the headline. Yes. Drake. Oh, my God. With, not featuring this Michael Jackson. Song. With oh. Michael Jackson. Like, they're in the fucking studio together. Like, it's fucking Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> this song so doesn't matter. No. Co- coincidentally with the song title, don't matter to me. But... <laughs> it don't matter to me. Look, there's a reason I've never heard this song before I reviewed this album. Right? And it's Michael fucking Jackson. How? How have I not ever heard this on the radio? Oh, that's right. Because it's the most, again, phoned-in bullshit feature. <laughs> again, like, why even use it? Oh, that's right, for the fucking clout. Exactly! Like, the, the, yes, the spectacle of the fact of him making the song is more important, is more impactful than the actual it's song so itself. It's so whack! Because as I'm listening to it, I'm just like, first of all, it just feels tacky. You know, like... You know, if you're a rapper and you want to sample, like, hey, here's this legendary person, and I want to put it on chat. Okay, Eric Sermon did that, but he did it with, like, Marvin Gaye, where it was, like, sampling it in a way where it felt like a sound bed was happening with the, with, with the sampling of it, you know? So it's like, okay, it's obvious that he's not, like, oh, singing a verse on here. But no, it's like, you know, it's clipping it, showing different sound beds and different parts that I've remixed around to make the, the, the sound bed of this track, where I'm using, oh, yeah, a song about music, and oh, yeah, Marvin Gaye represents music. Like, there's a reason, there's a functional reason why you can see why this sample is put into the song why it works the way it does with this it is purely yeah like you said just for the fucking clips because like i said drake the biggest name in music in 2018 sampling the king of pop this should be a big fucking deal you know what i mean like if you're gonna do it this should be a big fucking deal but this barely feels like it feels like oh it's kind of sounds like it's a song about like what that billy jean song is about huh that that's kind of like a reason why I'd say one Jackson, right? Oh, is that? I didn't even fucking get I'm that, like, man. I guess, you know, like. It reminded me so much of that Michael album that Joe Jackson oh even sued God. over, of like, 
this is just like using Michael Jackson's name for money. How Drake didn't get sued, I don't fucking know, because this is the worst representation of Michael Jackson I think I've ever heard. Yeah, like he doesn't even sound all that good. Like this sounds no. like an outtake. Like it sounds bad. Yeah, he does not, like, his voice sounds weak. He sounds like this was not in, this was a take not intended for the public. Like, it partially sounds, like, offbeat at points. Like, it doesn't even sound like they put this in here well. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't even, like, respect it enough to be like, oh, this is going to be an event. Let's make it an event. Like, this just feels like an embarrassment, man. Like, why the fuck would you do this? Not the worst rated song on disc two, though. Uh, for me, well, anyway. <laughs> are we still on part one? Hold on. Is there anything left that I needed to say? Is uh, there more that I need to more? say about the version? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, well, for Is There More, I was kind of annoyed at the random-ass Aaliyah sample that comes in at the end. Oh, the end. yeah. That only it's not even sense. a sample. It's someone singing in Aaliyah-verse. Like, yeah, I couldn't clear the sample, so here's someone doing a cover of it. Right, and it literally only makes sense if you, like, already know that Drake has a weird obsession with Aaliyah and, like, really wanted to, like, make an album or something like that. Get Timbaland's blessing, but he wouldn't let him do it. Like, that's the only way that makes sense, because otherwise it's just like, what? Why did this come in here at the end? Like, I thought it sounded okay, but I didn't know why the fuck it was there. Yeah, like, it seemed random. Like, if this is going to be here, it felt like it should have been, like, more incorporated into the song. Like, oh, is this supposed to be the hook? But no, it's just kind of like, oh, and this is all they kind of would allow me to use legally, <laughs> you know? Well, that fucking sets you up for disc two really oh, well. Man. The... Oh shoehorned as fuck what is this even doing here i i hate to do it i gotta skip down to the other fucking single nice for what which also (laughs) has not aged well at all and at this point we're four tracks into disc two i was really grateful for nice for what because the first three tracks are so fucking boring that i jaded especially i just wrote down I swear I've heard this song a million times because it's just another boring as fuck breakup song. You know, with, with this one... dull as dishwater lyrics. <laughs> as I was listening to this one, it, this was one of those ones where it was like, the musicality and, and like, the vocal lines and the singing that was going on in the back of Ty Dallas, I'm doing the whoa, whoa, you know, like, that sort of stuff. Like, I was distracted enough by the musicality where I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. You know what I mean? He has these lines where he's like, yeah, you know, you play me, you play me, uh, low down, dirty, shameful, crazy, I need to know the... And it's like, he's saying, like, again, yeah, lyrics we've all heard before, but the way it's laying out is like, oh, I can see it has a little bit of personality where I can, like, enjoy the laying out of the story. You know what I mean? I, like, I can at least be here for how the story's sounding, you know? And uh, he says something about where he's just like, um, how you even manage to keep straight faces in all the pictures that I've seen lately? Talking about this dude, you know, he's a fuckboy. Uh, I need to know how the new nigga you got does the same thing I did for a living, but it's way less wavy. And uh, it's peak Drake douchebag, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like, it's how it already fits in, like, with what's happening in the flow, where you're just like, I'm already a lover. It's like, okay, you're being the douchebag, but it, but I, I'm feeling it, right? Like, I can at least go along with it, you know, because the, the groove is uh, enough to make me look past it, right? So uh, and so then he continues, he goes like, uh, yeah, it's like, how, how you even manage to keep straight faces and all the pictures that I've seen lately? Lord knows you still look amazing. That's besides the point that I'm making. You've been way too opinionated to have to force uh... it to have to, again, and then he's like, you had potential. I could have saved it. You went and caved in. We could have waited. I wasn't rushing. Difference in ages. You were oh. old enough, but you're still a baby. I was like, oh, what's happening? Jaded has that really douchey line. 
And like guns with the ink, you're getting under my skin. Pretty little young thing. So by the time you get to nice for what, you're just like, you're so, you've been coated in the oozed out douches that he's been exuding. So it's just like, by the time you get this song, it's like, hey girl, you should believe in yourself. And isn't it so glad you got a job and all this thing? It's like, ah, you were just talking about how you're, you were, you're going out with this girl who, who you called a baby. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, and you were, you know, just acting like you were cool and that you weren't hiding a kid. I don't, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, and oh, peak, the first song. That was the intro into going into that second album. And and you had just said that to me. Uh, and that just, wow, talk about putting the fucking worst foot forward. Oh my fucking lord. As I heard this song, this, this is peak fucking awful auto-tune. Peak fucking barely trying a, a song that should have been left on the goddamn cutting room floor. The auto-tune sounds weak. Like, it's, like, you know how most times the auto-tune sounds like it's, you know, picking up the voice and pulling it to the nose. This one sounds like... It sounds like there's just like a, a metal vocoder box stuck in his throat and he's just like, can't really say the words right. And it's causing his like P's and T's to like be too loud. You know what I mean? You heard that too, right? This is like, it feels like there's this weird, slightly fuzzy filter where it's just like, this just doesn't sound good to listen to. And it sounds like, like there's barely any harmonizing and shit. So this just sounds like a one take song you did that you didn't even finish punching up musically that you left on the fucking cutting room floor. And this is like random British people talking at the end. I'm, I'm not sure what the fuck is supposed to be going on with that. And, and there's one lyric who's like, oh, he's, he's saying like, girl, you gonna make me turn up on you. Ooh. Yeah, oh, is that, is, is that what you're gonna do? You're gonna turn up on her one of these days. Bang, pow, boom, right to the moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so like lifeless. And summer games, I almost started to enjoy. These lyrics, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, you say I led you on, but you followed me. I followed one of your friends and you unfollowed me. Then you blocked them so you can't see you liking someone uh, just like me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is this about adults? Isn't this man older than me? Are you talking about fucking, why did you stop following me on Instagram? What the fuck is going on? I couldn't fucking believe. Again, <laughs> it's like, when was this recorded? When was this put? Like, this sounds like fucking shutting shit down in the mall. Telling that right. guy's the one for me. Like, I could have swore, like, this is 2010 shit. Drake, what are you doing? Yeah, maybe you just got out of college, you know, he, he's writing a song about how, ooh, I followed that bitch on Twitter, you know? <laughs> maybe there's at least, like, slightly more context of, like, I know you're a grown-ass man, what the fuck are you doing? Why does this even matter to you enough that you're writing a song about it? You know, <laughs> like... It was nice for what? That was the first instance of, I'm gonna pipe up this track with something way more interesting than me yes. to get you interested, at least even the slightest bit. This one, it's got the New Orleans bounce mm -hmm. style, It's which is like Big Frida's like genre. So this is what Big Frida does. And you're not going to meet the energy of it with your rapping. You're not even going to come close to it. So then you're going to get a shoehorned Lauren Hill sample and an even more shoehorned Big Frida sample. The, the way it just juts into the song? It just stops. The song just stops. And you get this, and then it comes back, and it doesn't do anything after that. Like, it doesn't get better. Yeah, you think the shit, like, oh, we're gonna break down and really start doing something with it, but it's like, oh, that was a nice little thing. Anyway, back to the song, like... Like, you could have featured Big Frida, like, actually gotten a verse or something, 
but you just got this like pre-recorded sample and then later on the album you got this weird cutting into the song for like a recording of a Nicki Minaj concert yeah and it was one of those things I was just like Oh, I honestly, as I was listening to the song, it's just like, you know, the Nicki verse isn't even that great and these people are overhyping it, but honestly, just like the energy of Nicki and how it's fitting into the song, I really wish they would have just let that sample play. Could have gotten Nicki for a, for a feature, but no, I'd rather just play a recorded snippet I'm of so her. I'm so confused, like, what is happening? <laughs> and the worst, the worst offender of it all. And one of the worst songs on the second disc. And we'll we'll backtrack and talk about the ones we skipped, but fucking Final Fantasy. Awkward, not sexy in the fucking slightest. <laughs> and you decided, or someone, someone had the bright idea where you've got two verses where you're talking about all your deepest sexual desires and not Again, not sexy. At all. In between these anti-WAP verses, <laughs> you've got a Mori sample. I, and and oh. the guy go and you hear Mori go, who's the baby look like? And the woman just goes, Drake, Drake, the baby looks like Drake. And the whole audience just losing their minds. And then it just comes back like, like Drake. <laughs> you ever see the movie UHF? <laughs> where where the UHF station, the guy from, uh, like, the mad scientist hijacks uh, the rival news station's mm. feed when he's, like, about to talk about how awful that, that UHF station is and we're going to shut them down. They hijack their feed and they play that, that sample. But there is one good thing about broadcasting to a town full of mindless sheep. I always know I've got them exactly where I want them. <laughs> and you see the anchor sitting at the table like dumbfounded and then he just like scrambles out of frame that's what like drake is spitting this verse about oh here's how sexy i am and here's all these things i want to do to you and then that sample plays and i just picture him looking over to the side like what 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 the fuck was that what did they just play? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, <laughs> more about the things I want to do to you. Boo! Oh, oh my Boo! god. <laughs> There's a lyric later on uh, March 1st. Yeah, that's what it is. It says, uh, I, I promise I if I'm not dead, then I'm dedicated. This is the first positive DNA we ever celebrated. Oh. Get I couldn't wait to tell the, the world about you. Way out of here. <laughs> oh man oh the rapper doth protest too much <laughs> um i gotta backtrack a tiny bit here let's see um oh yeah it was after nice for what where i started skipping songs i'll just be completely honest here finesse i didn't finish that one uh ratchet happy birthday i didn't finish that oh, one. Oh my lord uh, <laughs> what an awful song what an awful song it uh, like and it's, so, it's it's called ratchet happy birthday i'm like oh okay we're gonna get a little ridiculous a little fun not fucking even there's like this 
wonky half-ass weak like not even trying beat in the background he's mostly just doing the lazy singing shit he always does and he's doing like high notes too it was so laughably bad and then he just randomly throws in like a like girl it's your birthday oh girl it's your birthday it's your it's your birthday girl it's your and like, what it's the your fuck br- was that? What, what was that what what <laughs> And he's like, oh, you say play this shit, they better play it at... Like, no. This is nobody's deep cut. This is nobody's... You gotta play this one. Even it's, Hey, it's my birthday, you gotta play this one. No. This is not getting anybody hype. You know what I mean? Um, oh, it was the, the finesse uh, song in particular. Most of this track is so fucking monotone. This is the one where it just sounds like he's just singing four notes. He's like, uh, I can't even lie. I'd rather stay inside. I can't do this in time. One thing at a time. I have to learn to hide. One thing at a time. Motion's running high. Wish he felt all right. Oh my, the plodding BPM of that song. And there's such a fucking repetitive, you know, melody that was happening. It was just so like, oh my God, how do you not hear how boring this is? We didn't even talk about summer games with the breaking my heart, break, 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 break. Oh, yeah, and that was the part that pissed me off the most. Again, I, I was telling you, like, you know, there are songs that when I start to like, there's just something that'll happen. I'll just be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and it was that one, like, it was awkward enough with some of the lyrics. And then, like, it got to the part where it's just like, well, I can at least ride with it because it's got a nice little vibe to it. And, yeah, there's a part where it just feels like he just ran out of lyrics. And so he just told the DJ to just start scratching the vocals. And it just feels so out of place and awkward. It's like, I thought we were supposed to be getting a emotional. But now you're saying, yeah, girl, you're brick, brick, brizzle, brizzle, breaking, brick, 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 brizzy, brizzy, breaking my heart. It's like, what? <laughs> There's a really weird thing that happens too, where about halfway through the song, it's during like the second chorus, these drum beats come in, and they're like louder than everything, <laughs> yeah. and it starts drowning out his vocals. <laughs> and I can't tell if it was intentional or bad mixing, but it sounds bad. Like, it sounds like someone fucked up, and I don't know, like, you'd like to think that on a project like this, there would be no, like, allowance of fucking up, so it's like, alright, so you must have thought that was a good yeah, idea like that then. that had to be on purpose, right? No, I don't want them to hear me. I want them to hear this weak drum beat instead. You know what the song reminds me of? It reminds me of the, uh... The song he did with Rihanna, the If You Let Me In, the Take Care song, here's what I do, I'll take care of you. And then randomly the third verse, you hear the, uh-huh, uh-huh, don't care, uh-huh, if you hurt, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? <laughs> like, maybe it's some Gil Scott Heron sample that I'm just supposed to respect just because it's Gil Scott Heron, but oh, sure. this just sounds out of fucking place. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we reviewed, uh, Forever is a Mighty Long Time by mm. Big Crit. And yes. apparently, the beat from Blue Tint was originally meant for that Big Crit album. That totally, as soon as you say that, I hear the rabbit, the dun dun the dun Yeah, that totally sounds like that should have been his. Yeah. So instead, we get Fuck Off Future. Future. Oh my god. Doing the, the random Mickey Mouse voice Stop. he seems to really like doing. <laughs> He ruins this fucking cut. What is he doing? He doesn't even have a verse and he still ruins it. <laughs> and, and again, I picture Drake standing there like, is he nodding along? Is he like, oh yeah, Future. Oh, he Fuck up my song. Make my song unlistenable, Future. Thank you. <laughs> I don't get it. So many weird decisions. Like, why are you doing any of this? 
In My Feelings has more of those shoehorned samples, by the way, because it can't get enough of that shit. I will say, Nice For What is the better track out of the singles, uh, the best track out of the singles, purely because, like, like you said, it has the driving beat, it has the cool, you know, sample in there. Like, if you just heard an instrumental, you know, you might rock with that, at least up to the part where it awkwardly cuts, but... Everything you know. but Drake in that song I'm here for. Yeah. Drake is like, whatever. Yeah, then there's In My Feelings, which got big purely because I think the the dance that got big with it, right? Is, you know, the Kiki, do you love me? You know what uh. I mean? Where people were like, oh, somehow this is part of the dance now where you have to get out of your car and have it driving along with you while you're but, like, doing the dance. he did that. In the started from the bottom video, didn't he? Like, uh, yes, he did. Wouldn't that have been a thing for that? I thought people were gonna bring that up <laughs> and be like, oh, because when people were saying like, oh yeah, the ghost riding the whip, and I was like, oh, they must got that confused because that was actually the started from the bottom video. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember when that first started happening, I was like, oh, they must they must have the wrong song. They must be thinking of the wrong one. March fourteenth. Oh well, I was gonna talk about After Dark real quick purely oh, yeah. because of the the After Dark. They just kind of like it's just said so much and just feels like like i could see that really random like really loud part working on a track that has more going on you know what i mean yeah but on this track it just feels like randomly someone just really got into the spirit and was just like here's this really dull drag dragon oh yeah and back to the really dull drag dragon and back to the really just It just feels so out of place. It's just like, what's happening? I liked the instrumental on After Dark. I think it was like the best that I had heard on the album, like some of the best production. And I liked that Drake was slightly more energetic, but mm-hmm. I hate to say it, I'm just not fucking with Ty. Like these fucking Ty dollar sign features, I'm just not really here for him. Yeah, He doesn't so... enrich songs, that's the thing. Well, honestly, most of the time I feel like he doesn't. But I feel like, and maybe it's purely just because we're dealing it's with Drake. The, yeah, Dull Drums Drake over here. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it actually did feel like it live and shit, so. Anything th- else. Yeah. So that's saying something. The guy who normally doesn't like Ty Dolla Sign actually felt like his appearances here were probably the best on the album. <laughs> that I shouldn't say that. That should not be a compliment you're getting. <laughs> then March 14th, the wrap-up. The last The way track. we gotta end this. How else are you gonna end it? Oh, how else could you? I could probably think of a few ways, but instead, we got... It's like a weird some clever parts it's oddly heartfelt and shallow in other parts yeah and the sample sounds like it kind of came up with it last minute like with the way the sample's like it sounds like oh we gotta get this beat in here come on we gotta make one more song i don't care if the sample's not you know fully unfuzzed yet we gotta make this song to to prove that i'm a good guy god damn it Yeah, and I, I kind of liked the tender outro. It didn't really fit, though. It definitely felt was tacked so on. Good. I couldn't understand why they were in separate tracks. Absolutely. So, no, in order to get to that, you have, you have uh, to listen to his awkward lyrics about, uh, what, what does he say? So, again, he's talking about his kid, right? Yeah. He's, he's talking about his kid. He's he talking, says, like, uh, to his kid, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, uh, this champagne toast is short-lived. I got an empty crib in my empty crib. I only met you one time, introduce you to St. Nick. I think he must have brought you like 20 gifts. Your mother says you're growing so fast that they don't even really fit. But man, you know, I still had to get it from a baby's boy though, you know. Man, what an awkward fucking set of lines. 
Just the fact that he starts off by admitting that he's only met him one time. Once, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm oh no deadbeat, though. Don't <laughs> get it no twisted. Deadbeat. And also, if you listen to that Pusha T song, uh, you'll find that I've been actively trying to keep my kid uh, away out of America. <laughs> oh so my god! Just weird. it's. It's so like, are you kidding me with this? And then he has one of he's like, I got this 11 tatted uh, for somebody else, but now it's yours. And believe me, I can't wait to get 100 more. Uh, sorry, I'm bitten. I, I'm trying to cover ground here. Like, oh my God. He literally says, sorry, I'm bitten. I'm trying to cover ground. Like, it literally was like, oh, I got it. Look, I just got it right. What comes to my mind? Oh, it's so awkward. On Genius, he said, uh, the 11 tattoo was originally for uh, Jorge Smith who he was dating, the 19-year-old girl he was dating. Uh, yeah, and and now it's dedicated to his kid. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? Oh no. Like, no. I don't need to hear that the 19-year-old girl you were dating, oh, you broke it up with her, and that, well, now this soon is for you, kid. Uh. No, I don't need to hear that. That is one step above fucking Johnny Depp crossing out uh, the girl's name or whatever. Oh, yeah. You heard about that where he had, like, a girlfriend, he's like, oh, Nikki forever, and then, like, they broke up, uh, oh, no, it didn't be that, uh. <laughs> If it was anyone different, I think an awkward, like, hey, look, I'm just trying to do my best, you know, I'm trying to make up. That would be really charming and, like, sweet, but we know, but it hurts because we know who it is and we know the story. Yeah, like, we all know that you were trying, like, uh, that lyric earlier where he says, like, oh, I still got seven years of doing what I want. It's like, you recorded that lyric after knowing that you had a kid. <laughs> Because the, the, in, in you your know, head, thought, no one's ever going to find out about that. Right. <laughs> that's the thing that's so, like, catches him on his bullshit. It's just like, um... Oh, you fucking you so said that proud. shit and winked at your producer, like... Right. Eh, <laughs> <get it? laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He's elbowing him through the glass. <laughs> you hear the... <laughs> on the recording. <laughs> Oh, this will be two laugh in seven years. <laughs> uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, me and your mother will have come around instead oh. of always cutting each other down. Yeah, I say as the guy who gets to make the songs that go out to millions of people to hear while... My what side of the story. Have? <laughs> oh, know? I hate so that. Awkward. Um, but anyway, he says, uh, God willing, I got a good feeling. <laughs> you got a good spirit. Kid, I met once. <laughs> <laughs> He really should have said that. <laughs> oh my god. Like, again, if you could just be honest, it's like, wow, this is awkward for me. And like, I'm going to have to deal with this. You know, and you can still make it like, no, we're still going to have, you know, blessings because a new, a new, you know, child is in this life. We're still going to talk about, but, you know, I'm not going to act like, you know, this isn't going to be a hard thing for me because father, whoa, this is something. I, you know, if there was at least that honesty, but it feels like, it feels like that awkwardness is still showing through despite him trying to, you know, make him seem yeah. like he's got the things under control. Like, he's trying to show, like, a little bit of it, but he's trying to not really show his hand, but, like, the fact that he's trying to is, like, just... It just oozes off even more, you know? Especially if you already know what the fuck is going on. So, yeah, this is just... Like, and and I want... You know, you always want to be like, hey, separate the art from the artist. Can't you just enjoy it with us? But, man, it is so in your fucking face. He makes it so personal that's impossible. Yes, You can't absolutely. do that. Yeah. It's part of it. Like, it's half of it. Knowing the backstory, like, you need to know his story to, like, care. 
about a lot of this. Right. So without that context, it's like, what the fuck ever? Why should I care? It's just more breakups on go. Get, you got a kid. Ooh, who cares? But you need to know the context. Yeah, but with that context, it's really fucking awkward. Because <laughs> it's hard to enjoy these chats. You're just like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, there's not, you can't go five tracks without at least going, yeah, okay, Drake, to at least one of these lyrics. And whereas that would happen before because, oh, Drake's this corny guy, here it's happening because, like, no, I know someone, like, exposed your character, <laughs> and this is clearly trying to say, so the awkwardness is, like, hyped up, you know what I mean? Disc one, for me, ended up getting a three, and disc two ended up getting a two, so this album gets a two and a half. Yeah, it gets a two and a half for me, too. Hey, look at that. Because <laughs> it's like, for any track that is slightly enjoyable, like, in fact, it's usually the ones that are the most enjoyable that have little moments that you're just like, oh, that just cut into it so much, it just made it so hard to enjoy now. <laughs> like, you know? But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out. There is still some time left to get a, an album review request in at a reduced price that's right uh, for the rest of the month of november the album reviews are 50 instead of 60 and the personal albums that's like an album that you made yourself and you want to hear our thoughts it is 60 instead of 70 again that is for the rest of the month of november it's like a black friday but for the whole month of november giving you a little bit of a extra chance to get your requests in RC also has reduced prices on some of your uh, projects also. Yeah, uh, if you want to do a movie review, uh, as originally, uh, it's originally 50, now it's 40. I, I have to remember what the difference is between these things. <laughs> yeah, it's originally 50, now it's 40 for this month. And if you want to get a Rap Critic episode review, it's now 80 instead of 100. So, yeah, yeah. Join my Twitch uh, streams. You know, that's always fun. Uh, we're still going through the, uh, worst of, I mean, <laughs> worst of, we're still going through the, uh, 1990s, you know, we're starting 1993, uh, probably by the time this comes out, we'll be in the, in the thick of it, uh, going into the 94, and I'm planning on doing, like, a year-end, uh, streaming for 2020 when that list comes out, so, you know, yeah, be on the lookout for that, and I'm probably gonna do, like, a Christmas stream of Christmas rap songs, too, cause, you know, it, it is the season, you know what I mean, when that comes out. But if this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud, so you can play some catching up during this holiday season. And until next time for Going Off, I'm the Ethereal Bisexual. What? <laughs> and I'm Rap Greg, and this pepper beef is too damn spicy! Oh.